You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 133, recorded November 8th, 2021. The topic for this episode is Tales of the Forgotten, Part 3. I'm your host this time. I am Elemist. Hi, I'm Orchid. And we've got some podcast info. We encourage feedback. That can be sent to us on Twitter at Guardians underscore lore, at Hey It's Orchid, or at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can email us at Guardians underscore lore at Outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. And if you do, let us know about it. And you can jump into our Discord. We have an invite down in the episode description. But if you don't want to look there, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. I'm proud of you. Why? I'm the one who reminds you. Shut up. You didn't even have it written down. (laughs) You have it in your mind. I'm really proud of you. Like We should have it in our show notes, but like you just knew it. I, f- I can forget to change my shirt, but I remember the Lore Hub Discord invite. Like I, I know. I'm really, I'm really proud of you. <laughs> um, also, don't forget to change your shirt. Ew. <laughs> it was better than what I was thinking originally. Oh, God. So you can also find our info on thelordnetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. We're there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this week at Guardians of Lore, Twoggle. Hee <laughs> That doesn't belong under TWAB. What? What do you mean? Oh. Happy birthday, Orchid. Oh. Yee! Happy birthday, me! I'm forever not very old. And and at this point, Beyond Light is one year old. Yay! Happy birthday, Beyond Light. It's still been a year and we don't have another game. (laughs) Yay. Yeah, but like it's fine. in a month we're gonna get the thirtieth anniversary stuff. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. So as far as the TWAP goes, there was glowy iron banner armor. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, ooh. It's glowy. <laughs> it's kinda it's kinda ugly. Like too bad I just It's I, shiny. I just can't like that armor on any of my characters. I know. I know you're like, why is it under the sea themed? I'm like, I don't know, but it is. So the hunter cloak looks like the underside of a whale. I don't know. Anyway, I don't I I like the fact that it glows when Saladin is in the tower. Like, that's kind of cool that they're doing that. But I I don't know. It. I I wish they would do that retroactively on some of the other Iron Banner armors. Like, my favorite armor is the Iron Truage, mm-hmm. only because they haven't brought back the Iron Companion. Right. But I love the Iron Truage armor. Oh. I would love to see that kind of effect where, like, the Iron Banner logo glows on the other Iron Banner armors. And, and like, I know that's going to be, like, as they reintroduce armors. Right. But, yeah. So, Trials Matchmaking. Well, that didn't last very long. Lol. 
Right. It lasted one week. <laughs> they got rid of it. Well, and like, I, good I'm, job, everyone who whined and bitched about it. I'm wondering how much good data they got from that, though. They said they were happy with the amount of data they were able to collect. And I'm like, no, you did not collect enough data. That was one weekend of data. That is bullshit. <laughs> right. That's not enough data. That's a minuscule amount of data. Right. Like, I, I was reading it and I'm like, I know a lot of people who didn't play. Mm -hmm. This sounds like bullshit. Yeah. Like, as a QA, QC person, one weekend of data is not enough data. We talked about that last week. They really should just leave it on for a couple of weeks, let everyone suffer, and then actually get a decent amount of data out of it. Uh, at, at least two or three weeks. At least. At, at least two weeks. Right. But I'm not complaining about them reverting back. Um. <laughs> I'm not either. But at this point, it sounds like... It, this sounds like it sounds sus to me because it's like, oh, we're begging for the flawless pool now. Like this, <laughs> we didn't want the flawless pool, but now we want it because we've had something worse. So I feel like we're being gaslit here. <laughs> Do you feel gaslit a little bit? The only thing that comes to my mind is the Black Knight on Money Python. Mm -hmm. Tis but a flesh wound. No, I just feel super gaslit. Uh, I didn't have a problem with the flawless pool, but I wasn't going flawless consistently enough to truly be affected. I mean, it. the only time I was actually affected was when it went into, for lack of a better word, when it went into effect. And I actually had somewhat easier matches because I wasn't facing people who have gone flawless like seven times that weekend. Right, and that's the that's the reason why it exists is to give the rest of us like potatoes an easier chance at going flawless. But right. at the same time, like adept weapons at the end of the day are not very good. Like you want to be farming normal weapons. Adept weapons, all you want them for are adept mods. It's the adept mods that you want to farm. It's not the adept weapons. Some of those adept mods are really good though right but you can like, also get the adept mods in grandmaster nightfalls all except for adept icarus grip right like i've i've actually gone through and looked at it <laughs> you can get all of them except icarus grip mm, i see in gms ah. but with the gms being as difficult as they are this season <laughs> I don't think they'll be as difficult next season. Well, and, and at this point, like, I'm just waiting until Lake of Shadows comes up. Right. And then I'm just going to sit there and farm that. But yeah, they reverted back to the Flawless Pool. It's still not the best solution, but it is a better solution than what, than what was there. Or at least in my opinion. And that is just my opinion. I mean, that's all this is, and, is opinions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a hot fix for Telesto. <laughs> and Telesto is still broken. Oh, Telesto. Telesto's such a joy. It's such a meme now. Like, Telesto's bolts apparently still stick around after detonation, which allows them to detonate twice. At this point, 
they need to hire somebody specifically for QA for Telesto. I swear to God, Telesto, like the entire game is built on Telesto. That's why they can't remove it. Um, Destiny the meme actually made a meme that was somebody, it was Destiny like looking for a Telesto QAQC person. It was very funny. <laughs> I, my clan and, and I have been joking about that for like the last season or mm -hmm. so. It, like back in season of the splicer. It, it's just whenever there's new content, Telesto is breaking something. And whenever there isn't new content, Telesto is breaking something. Like we didn't have anything new come in. And it just it broke. Yep. It broke things. Plus is the best. Yeah, I love Telesto so much. <laughs> Like, Telesto is so good anyway because um, of all the mods this season. Like, the mods this season have broken Telesto completely. Yeah. But now it's, like, double broken. It's just, it's so good. It Like, Telesto was the only way I was able to get my solo Shattered Rome completion. Mm -hmm. The solo legendary oh, Shattered Rome right. completion. right. You told me about that, yeah. Holy crap. Telesto was the only only way i was able to do that that second encounter is just god awful mm -hmm. yeah october 29th destiny the meme posted the telesto containment team meme <laughs> um my qualifications to apply for that meme um i mean containment team leader for uh that position at bungie include uh crutching telesto um, i'm definitely a spray and pray main <laughs> I immediately know that Telesto is going to be broken at all times. Um, I know Telesto is the real final shape, and I'm a learner. Those are my qualifications. Uh, you may send me a check <laughs> and the letter of um, just me getting the job. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, man. Mm -hmm. um, so, Orchid, what have you been doing this week? What have I been doing? I've been playing uh, Osu a lot. I spent the weekend up in Portland. Uh, what else did I do? It's been really cold. The weather has been super garbage up here lately. Like we've had like a bad storm like roll through here. So same. There's not been a lot of outside things. I had to spend the day for work out in the forest in the cold. So I was just I was outside like in the dark because of daylight savings. Thanks daylight savings. Did did you find any? ghost pokemon or i did not find any ghost pokemon i looked definitely that's that's disappointing i know i was really disappointed <laughs> i was 100 percent disappointed but i spent the morning in the forest uh, freezing my ass off and that was fun i got some nice pictures when it stopped raining for like the half an hour it stopped raining but yeah <laughs> other than that i spent like i spent the weekend uh, up in portland uh freezing uh, all four of my tires on the way home went flat and uh, <laughs> because it was cold and I had like my summer tire pressure instead of my winter tire pressure. So like two of them were at 20 instead of 32 and I didn't quite know how to fix it properly because I had like redone all the tire pressure and then like the tire pressure gauge hadn't fixed itself. So I wasn't entirely certain if I could drive on them or if I actually had a puncture somewhere or not. Ooh, damn. Because it was, 
you know, snowing and sleeting sideways. And I didn't, there's nothing between, you know, two of these towns because I was driving the back way home. I wasn't driving on I-5. So <laughs> I was like, oh no, I'll call Rindle. He knows, he knows cars. <laughs> so I'm like panicking and <laughs> calling him. I'm like, please help me. <laughs> that was my weekend. What'd you do? I went and saw the Hyvens. I mean, that's way better than my weekend. Yeah. I just had Kona that that wouldn't leave me alone the entire Kona, weekend. Puppy. That was about it. Kona? How's Kona? How's Kona and Callie? She's she's good. They're both good. Oh, good. And so is their little brother Ace. <gasps> Ace. I forgot about Ace. Oh my gosh. Oh, he's a little pissy. Oh my gosh. Um How's Hyven and Mrs. Hyven? They're good. I miss them so much. Um she was she was kind of feeling out of it this weekend. Aww. So we didn't really do anything. It was literally, we, we just hung around their place. Oh, that sounds fun, though. But it was just, it was. Sat around and watched a couple Marvel movies. Which ones did you watch? Um, it was Thor, and I know there was another one. Iron Man 2? Yeah, yeah, Iron Man 2 and Thor. So it was it was fun. And then I, I just kept working on my my. Pokemon achievement hunting. Uh, so, yeah. That was pretty much my week. That's good. Didn't have much in Destiny or anything. I mean... I did do a GM. Did, were you successful? <laughs> it was Devil's Lair. Of course I was. Oh, Ooh, of course you were. <laughs> Next week is the... <laughs> like, Look at me, big GM person. No, no, no. It, the, the one that, that... Well, Devil's Lair is... Sepix Prime. Is this is that the oh that one's easy. Exactly. That's the easy one. Even I can do that one. Exactly. Oh, I'm big GM put. Uh oh, I'm big GM person. Look at me. Do the easy one. No, it, the one the last one I need is the one that concerns me the most. Proving grounds. Oh god. Uh-huh. Oh god, good luck. Godspeed. I know. Oh, I finished building my keyboard this week. That's what I did. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. I mean, that's I had a really low key week. So, <laughs> well, I mean, so did I. I got my PC ready for a Windows 11 installation, Gross. but I'm waiting for the upgrade itself and for things to stabilize with Windows 11. Yeah, I'm never gonna install Windows 11. So until you run out of support. Well, I can't for Windows install 10. Windows 11. So, yeah, you get get fucked, Windows 11. Oh shit! Oh shit! Let me guess, it's because you don't have secure boot and TPM. Yes. Those are things you have to manually turn on in your BIOS. I can't. I know you can't, but a competent person with PCs could. I can't. <laughs> I'm a competent person. <laughs> I'll send you some articles. No, I mean, like, I can't. Like, mine's not supported. That's what the PC health check app was telling me, but I was still able to actually get it. Yeah, but it's not supported. I'm going to keep it not supported forever because I don't want Windows 11. Not supported. And you're just being obstinate. Got not it. Not supported. So... If I wanted to have a Mac on my PC, then I would just buy a Mac because it looks like garbage. 
it seems to me like a lot of the changes are cosmetic. It looks like garbage. And I'm just like, why? Because they're like, oh, hey, we should make it look, you know, like trash. So that's what they're doing. Well, yeah. I don't I don't like it. That's my opinion. But I mean, they've made that kind of a move before. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to talk about Windows 8? Lol. Uh, Vista. Uh, Windows 8. Don't, don't hurt me with that. Windows Vista. No. No. Okay. So. Let's move on. Um, Lord Network Ed. So let's let's do a Nor- Lord Network yep. Ed. Yep. yep. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86, host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. Uh, for the glory of my earballs. Oh, gross. I was going to say that was the best birthday present, but now you ruined it. Earballs. <laughs> Fuck. Why would you do that? Because I could. Uh. So, brief intro to the topic. Uh. This lore book is obtained by purchasing them from Ava Levante during the 2021 Festival of the Lost. You purchase them by taking one currency and converting them into another currency to buy the the pages. So many currencies. And you did that by doing the Haunted Lost Sectors with the first currency. <laughs> For the first two parts of this ep- this book, mm-hmm. go back and listen to episodes 131 and 132. God, how are, we're on what episode 133? Look at us. Go. And we get so sidetracked like we both have ADHD. I do have ADHD. I might too. Oh, well, I actually do. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Shit. That makes. Uh, yeah. I mean, that makes the entire fire team. <laughs> oh, this explains a whole lot about these episodes, doesn't it? Sorry. I'm pretty sure I do. Oh, get yourself checked out. See a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Get that drug. Or something. Anyway. Okay. I'm going to read this thing. Please. Nessus 1. As Glint neared the Exodus Black, he requested permission to board over open comms. A chipper digital voice quickly replied, Yes, I'm happy to receive you, even if you are a terrible ingrate. Thanks, failsafe. Glint scooted into the ship, away from the prying eyes of the Vex and Fallen. I know the Vanguard hasn't been back here in a while, but... <laughs> Correct! It's been almost two years since you last visited. Even though you promised to come back often, the AI replied. I've since developed the emotion of betrayal just for you. 
While I'm here now, Flint tried to keep his tone light. I was hoping you could help me with a research project. Of course, I'm happy to be exploited for your gain. Failsafe replied helpfully, and then in a more dour tone. Anything to break up the unending loneliness. I'm hoping you could tell me about the headless ones. Flint uploaded all the information he had to Failsafe's mainframe. I have the intel that they're around here somewhere. You are correct, the AA replied. They're my neighbors, and they're the absolute worst. Poor Failsafe. They're the absolute worst. Well, like, I'm, I'm thinking back to, like, when actually was the last time we were on Nessus dealing with Failsafe. And the only thing I can think of was Season of Opulence. And even then, that wasn't really with Failsafe. So, yeah, it's been some years. Poor Failsafe, just, she's just lonely. Mm -hmm. That's what this entry boils down to. <laughs> Glint is still trying to get information about the headless ones, trademark. Uh, and Failsafe is just like, yeah, I'm here to be exploited by you. What do you need? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Right? I like Failsafe. It's too bad that we never see her or hear her or anything <laughs> is done by her. Yeah. The only time I really hear her is when I'm doing a GM. And even then, I'm so focused on the GM for Exodus Crash or Inverted Spire that I just don't pay attention. I, I mean, and since I don't really do anything except like maybe strikes once in a while, I just never see her. Unless I'm actually on Nessus. I've actually spent more time on Nessus lately because of like the Halloween thing that we just did for Festival of the Lost. So, right. That was like the only time I've actually like seen her or listened to her lately. Right. Surprisingly enough. But with Glint's intel, she's actually able to figure out that, oh, yeah, they're in this lost sector over here. Which tracks with yeah, they're right next the to the actual them. haunted lost sector. Mm -hmm. Should I continue yes. on? Since I'm grasping for straws for that entry, grasp all the straws, but not caterpillars. And this is Nessus Two. Access restricted. Decryption key three four R M nine K five T R A G five five dash three zero. Agents redacted regarding Nessus crash site. We're not the only ones surveying this crash site. Fallen have been pouring into the area, fighting with Vex for control of the wreckage. For now, we've dug into some subterranean ruins just west of the downed ship. We're covering the entrance and can hold our position so long as they don't find an access point to our flank. But there's just too many for the four of us. We'll need reinforcements if we want to secure the site. Standing by for instructions. Now, is this the original Exodus crash that we talked about in that one mission that we did, that adventure? I don't think so. Are you sure? I don't think so. Because at this point, whoever they are, they know of the Fallen. Exodus Black left before the Fallen invaded Earth. That and the crew 
don't exactly know what the or didn't know what the Vex were, and they or at least they didn't know them by name or anything. They might have later on, but I I don't. I don't know. Hmm. I'm leaning more towards this is just a a guardian fire team of four. Okay. Rather than the Exodus, you know, crew. Okay. Because I didn't know if it had anything to do with like the O Captain quest that we did. Right. Right. And I I don't know that for certain. Mm-hmm. All we know is there's four individuals they're trying to safe safeguard the uh essentially the lost sector from fallen and vex interesting okay i just like haven't been able to figure it out and so it's been a little bit frustrating it might be the exodus crew it's just we don't have enough information right here right well let's keep reading and maybe we'll get more yep okay this is nessus three I have heard tales of such creatures, Mithrax said, his deep voice resonating through the ruins. Those with eyes of flame tormented by endless burning. And where do the Elixni think they came from? Flynn asked. Some say they were once hive twisted by foul experiments. He paused to take a pull from his rebreather. Others say they were guardians who turned to darkness. Has anyone from House Light seen them? Mithrax emitted a series of low clicks, which Clint took as grumbling. Clyfix, our engineer, says he witnessed the creatures on Nessus, but... The enormous Kel seemed to be struggling with a translation. Yes? The ghost prompted. What about him? What is the human word for one with good spirit, but who speaks loudly and without reason? He asked. Um, an idiot? Clint offered gently. Yes, it is so. The enormous cow nodded. Clyfix is an idiot. <laughs> I want to argue that, but I can't. Dude. <laughs> I mean, he turned a smoker into a golf cart, so I mean, or sparrow. Right. But it was so funny, though. Right, but like, I can see where Mithrax is coming mm-hmm. from. Uh, if we want a reminder of where we saw Clyfix, it was from the armor that we got during the solstice. If you want to, re- if you want the reminder, it was from the Titan armor, I believe. And that was episode one hundred nineteen. Right, it was the Titan arms, the gauntlets, and the greaves were Clyfix. It was just all Titan. Yeah. Oh, what's that say about his personality then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing. Well, because like he was a character featured on Titan armor and Titans are. Right. He was an engineer. Yeah. He was very clever and made a smoker into a something he could ride. But like, that's a very Titan thing to get excited about. Yeah, but the smoker no longer produced smoke in the appropriate manner. It now traveled upwards of 20 kilometers per hour. (laughs) He turned it into a sparrow. (laughs) (laughs) They were children and been riding it along the street all day. I even saw them gathering supplies to add a steering system. (laughs) 
<laughs> so it can't even steer. It's just going in a straight line. It can't even steer. <laughs> it just goes fast. Clyfix <laughs> is amazing. Oh. I don't think he's an idiot at all. I think he's clever. <laughs> he's clever, but not in ways that really mean anything. You know what? He's clever in the best ways. He's clever when it comes to entertaining. He entertains me. <laughs> but Clyfix is kind of an idiot, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. Just a bit. But Clyfix has seen them, just like Cade saw them, just like we've seen them. Yeah. Just like that one poor hidden saw them. So that's and got sidelined. So that's four people we know have seen them now. Yeah. Confirmed. So that means it's less about a mass hallucination and more about like there's actually something there. Yeah. So do you want to read the next one? Yeah. And that's Nessus 4. They've been hanging around in those ruins for centuries, Failsafe continued brightly. But they've never once come to say hello. If they've been there that long, why don't they appear more often? Flint asked. The AI snipped. Why don't you ask them? Oh wait, you can't. Because they only speak in fiery shrieks. I see. What's your best guess then? Glint asked. They probably don't want to be smashed by rampaging guardians. The AI responded dourly. How should I know? I just figured that since you're one of the greatest intelligences in the system, you might have some insight, Glint said. Your disingenuous compliment has been noted and appreciated, Failsafe replied the lilt returning to her voice. Would you like to play checkers? I swear to God, failsafe is an axe murderer. Multiple personality disorder. It's very terrifying. But she's said that they've been around for centuries and she's known about them. But... Yeah. I mean... Interesting. I... I can't even... How she's known about them. Why hasn't she told anybody? Is it just because no one's asked? It might be that nobody's asked. It might be that the actual frequency of them showing up hasn't been high enough that it's warranted any comment. And like, we've been busy doing all kinds of other stuff. When we first met Failsafe, she could have told us, but we were also trying to defeat the fallen and defeat the red legion that's true like we had just gotten our light back we were trying to gather the vanguard together oh yeah find Cade. Then... he was teleporting everywhere right it crashed so like so like would that really have been the appropriate time to bring up oh hey there are a hive with fiery heads yeah they shriek all the time they're really loud might want to check into that too probably not it probably wouldn't have been the time, you're right. Well, and, and especially then, like, if she would have been like, yeah, they shriek really loud. And I know, I I can guarantee I would have been like, oh, fuck, we've got Omnigal back. I would have been like, yay. 
Omnigool. So like not like budget Omnigool that we have, you know, <laughs> on Earth. Fucking budget Omnigool. Select brand Omnigool. God, Kmart Omnigool. Kmart was always the bougie one. Like, Kmart's bougie? Oh god, it was a Walmart Omnigool. Yeah. Dollar Tree Omnigool. <laughs> Dollar Tree. I like that one. Dollar Tree Omnigool. But now that the dollar oh. sucks, it's gonna be like dollar fifty omnigool. <laughs> Buck fifty omnigool. Buck fifty. <laughs> Uh, you want to continue on? Sure. Before we just completely devolve. I'm totally devolved. Charizard going back to a Charmander. Oh, I know you are. I'm trying to keep the podcast going. Oh, okay. This is Nessus 5. Access restricted. Decryption key. 35SN0K6TRAG55-31 Agents redacted Regarding Nessus crash site Mayday extraction needed The Fallen found an access point into the ruins. They hit our flank an hour ago. Dasana and Rubin were killed in the initial blast. We fought our way to a defensible position, but it won't last long. Mura survived, but he's been gut shot. Without a ghost, he won't get through the night. We're surrounded. Shooting our way out is no longer an option. We need orbital bombardment to cover our exit, followed by immediate medical extraction. So, it's actually a fire team. What is A guardian this? fire team. Yeah, but what is this? Like... I, I don't they know. They don't have ghosts? The Fallen found them, they're on Nessus, and they don't have ghosts. The only thing I can think of is their ghost is off doing something else, or he... the Fallen shot their ghosts. Or is it, like, when they didn't have light? Oh. Is it, like... Yeah, that might be it. Could it be when they didn't have light? Like, is that possible? That might be it. This is during the... Uh the red war it could be that would also make sense of why they were so panicked in the first entry yeah i'm gonna take this as it's it's during the red war until we hear anything else yeah dosana and rubin were only mentioned once and it's just in this so they weren't i can't find them anywhere else on um ishtar that makes sense I thought maybe they were mentioned somewhere else in like a different lore card. Well, and and it would have made sense it if they died during the Red War, right? Because there would be no need to mention them th four years afterward. Well, not even that, but I just thought maybe they're just in a different lore card, yeah, somewhere else. But no, can't find them anywhere. Can't find Mura either. So it ultimately boils down to the fact that these guardians were killed and they didn't have ghosts yeah that's all we know uh but two were killed one was injured yeah that's it they are obviously they're in the ruins and they're hiding and the fallen have them surrounded kind of 
Yep. But there's no no one's around to help them. They're kind of stuck. So yeah. As the books have been going, I think we'll get one more entry from them to see what happens. I agree. So do you want to keep going to see? Yep. All right. And this is Nessus 6. Ido translated Glint's question to Clyfix, who sprawled across his chair with an air of self-importance. The two conversed for almost a minute before Ido turned back to Glint. Clyfix will tell you what he has seen, but he must receive something in return. She bobbled her head slightly, which Glint interpreted as equivalent to an eye roll. He wants his own sparrow. Glint quickly scanned his internal database for decommissioned sparrows and identified several old models that he thought would be to Clyfix's liking. When Ido relayed Glint's optimism, the engineer's mandibles clicked in what the ghost assumed was excitement. The elixir chittered back and forth. Ido then translated. He says that he saw the creatures on Nessus during his time with the House of Dusk. They were fighting the Vex over the remnants of a crashed human ship. The Vex is black, Glint interjected. Just so, Clyfix claims. She emphasized the word and paused to make her skepticism clear. That during one of these battles, he sheltered in some ruins near the crash site. Inside, he says he saw a being with a round, bulbous head and flames for eyes. They chittered back and forth once more. He says it did not attack, but he doubts you will be welcome. Well, I mean, I'm going to start with Clyfix wants a sparrow, and that goes with Clyfix turning a smoker into a sparrow. <laughs> and that seems to be the most important part of this entire reading. You know, ignoring the whole, like... You know, earth shattering thing about the exodus black I, and I, seeing the headless ones and everything else the sad thing is i i can't clyfix wanting a sparrow and turning things into a sparrow <laughs> i can't argue against that point because like right <laughs> that's the big thing i took away i know that's a, that seemed really that stuck with me that seemed really important <laughs> clyfix is such a good character i want more of him he's so funny <laughs> Like, I want him to design some Titan armor. Because you know, like, he's going to design some weird shit, and Titans are like, let's go. I want a smoker that is a sparrow in the game. <laughs> like, that's what I want. I just, Oh, that would be amazing. I want weird sparrows designed by Clyfix. Like, random stuff that shouldn't be sparrows. <laughs> Why are we riding around on a toilet? <laughs> Clyfix. Designed by Clyfix. <laughs> Some fallen guy gave it to me and was like, ride it. <laughs> it doesn't turn. <laughs> Just go straight. You don't need to turn. Yeah, but it does that really fast. <laughs> you know, you just got to be careful when shit hits the fan. Oh, my God. Why? <laughs> are you saying that because it's a toilet spare <laughs> yes <laughs> you're so funny that's the joke I, 
damn it. <laughs> I hate you. Okay, let's look at the important things because, you know, me being dumb is not important. I thought we just covered the important things. <laughs> Did we? I was just being, you know, sarcastic. But he was talking about how he saw the creatures unnecessary during his time with the House of Dusk. But he said that during... So that places it before... That actually places it before Forsaken. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And and after Rise of Iron. Mm -hmm. So, Red War. Red War, yeah. So they were fighting the Vex over the remnants of the Exodus Black. And he claims that during the battles... Um, he saw a being with a round bulbous head and flames for eyes. So he said he found it like in the actual ship. But I think the remnants of the ship are just everywhere, so it must be in that lost sector. Even though I always like in my mind, the remnants of the ship are always like part of either that strike or a part of or where failsafe is. Yeah. It, where failsafe is but where the actual like strike takes place is like where my mind is like that is the ship but i keep forgetting that half of nessus is that ship the ship is just everywhere pretty much like that shit is just strewn all over the place yeah pretty much because mm -hmm. like it's it's a large ship it is well i mean it was it housed and hundreds it of people thousands thousands of people right but like, yeah, it, it just it crashed. Mm -hmm. So I mean, obviously, it's it's gonna have pieces all over the place, right? The majority of the time, I forget how large it is. We go around all of its pieces in a strike that covers the majority of the playable space on Nessus. Yeah, <laughs> like. But it's it's interesting that it just says in the remnants of the ship, and it's not more specific than that. Like I just have to assume it's the Lost Sector because that's the only place we've seen them. That's kind of what I assume too. Now, or one of the other Lost Sectors. And now, is it like is it magically tied to that place? I don't know how, how their summoning actually works. I don't know either. It's so not specific in the game, and I know that's probably what they're trying to figure out. Either in this or in general. And I mean, the writers are keeping it ambiguous for a reason. Because they haven't figured it out either. Yeah. Or they don't want to just, you know, write a big dissertation on the magic of the headless ones. <laughs> According <laughs> to Glint, comma, ghost. <laughs> oh, my God. I would like to see, you know, a scientific paper written by Glint. That should have been a lore entry on a sparrow. That would be amazing. With like science, with like a scientific paper written by Glint, with actual like citations at the bottom, <laughs> I would totally, I would, I would love that. Well, I mean, the, the closest we've gotten to something like that is Shards of Galanor. Yeah. The the Lord tab on that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I would have loved to have seen something like that, or, where <sighs> we get Glint's final report. That or like a journal, like Creepy Brother Vance's journal, like day 63. <laughs> I found another headless one today. <laughs> its eyes are very sizzly. <laughs> X 
extra purple. <laughs> Just fucking. Like, if only I had marshmallows. Oh my god. <laughs> Why? Well, fire. Oh, he would. He would totally do that. <laughs> I would love it. I just love how they're they're bartering through Ido. Like I like her as a character. I like what she represents. Well, she's like the voice of the people. Exactly. I mean, she is their Cal. She's their scribe. Right. Because Mithrax is their Cal. Well, I mean, in... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a difference between a father and a daughter, okay? But, but no, like, it's... I like her as scribe. Because it, it opens her up to all kinds of, you know, other stories that she can be a part of without needing to play the pivotal role, you know? I mean... It, it makes her a good secondary character. Yeah. It puts her in the center of things without her needing to actually do the heroic shit. Exactly. That's pretty important. It keeps her alive. Because I like her. <laughs> she's okay I liked her bedtime stories from the solstice they were really good that was why I liked her oh from the warlock robes those were really good yeah mm -hmm. they're very good alright I'm gonna read the next one sounds good this is Nessa 7 King me, Flint chirped as he scooted his digital pip into Failsafe's back row. A holographic checkers board hanging in front of him suddenly exploded into a shower of digital cubes. Murky darkness filled the Exodus Black's cabin. Oops, the AI said. I accidentally knocked the board over. How clumsy of me. Well, Flint fidgeted, inching towards the exit. I should get back to the Guardian. We're going to visit your neighbors. Great! Next time you come by, I'll reveal their true origins. The AI volunteered slyly. But you said you didn't know where they came from, Flint objected. You asked why they never visit me, not the nature of their existence. Those are two different questions, Failsafe said. But come again, the AI continued, and I'll tell you everything you want to know about the hive necromancer who rips the concept of headless ones from the human subconscious. But only if I come back to visit, right? That's right, said Failsafe smugly. I hear that's called incentive. <laughs> I I love the fact that they're playing digital checkers and she knocks over the board. <laughs> How clumsy of me. Right? <laughs> and then she's like, well, since you're leaving, I'm going to throw this little bit of information out there. Yeah, she's bribing and him. And Glint's like, Glint's like, wait, why didn't you tell me that? 
because you never asked specifically. She just, she's lonely. She's a digital ahamkara. Like, come on. She's lonely. Actually, I've always wondered why we didn't put her in a frame. I mean, I, I know game mechanic wise, it's because we need a vendor on Nessus, but. I love her so much. Would have loved to have had her as a frame. Mm -hmm. Accompanying us in like a lost sector or something. Yeah. Now she's, she would have been great even as a ghost. I think she would have been great. <laughs> like she rivals Sagira for like how great she is. Oh yeah. Like as a character. I love her so much. It's, especially with the dual personality. Bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, failsafe. Uh, why don't you go ahead and res me? Okay. Uh, if I have to. Exactly. <laughs> like you never know which one you're going to get. <laughs> Your res might take two um, seconds or it might take six. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on which one um, you get. But, but she does reference a hive necromancer. The only hive necromancer we know. Right. And he's a hive necromancer who ripped the concept of Headless Ones from the human subconscious. Uh-oh. That would be Nocris. It's the only hive necromancer that we know. Yep. And they didn't mention Nocris last time. Because necromancy to the hive is... Is verboten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm I'm wondering with all this these references to Nocris, like are we gonna see him again? I don't okay, so here's my deal with the whole next season. Can we take a can we take a side jaunt for a second? Absolutely. Okay, so here's my side jaunt. So next season is the whole we're finding Savathun with her like ghosts uh, as far as we can tell. Hive ghosts. Hive ghosts. Which means Hive are being being brought back to life, sort of. Yep. And that is essentially necromancy, or I guess the end stage necromancy, which Oryx specifically was like, you cannot do this. So is Oryx going to be brought back to life with a Hive ghost when he specifically was like, you can't do this. I forbid it. God, I hope not. And would Oryx then be super fucking pissed that he'd be brought back to life with essentially hive necromancy and turn into like a hive guardian? Well, that depends. It like it are memories gonna work the same way for hive as they do for guardians? That's what I'm wondering. Like, do they still remember who they are, or do they just? <clears throat> Like, I don't know. Because, like, if they end up having their memories wiped like regular Guardians do, then I don't see Oryx having an issue. But if he if he remembers his actual life, he's going to be super pissed. I'm wondering if that's a function of the Traveler and not a function of Light or right. being brought back. Right. Like, I'm wondering if the Traveler did that on purpose. Like, next season, we might... <clears throat> learn way more about the traveler and like light itself i think or the nature of it which would be i hope so 
I hope so too because but we've been saying that for a while I know but with with learning about essentially what look like to be hive guardians you can't help but needing to know more about what look you can't help but needing to know about the traveler and the nature of light itself when you're being faced with something new like that because you need a comparison at least in order to make like educated guesses and like i i agree and it would be an amazing way to dive into it but we've seen that there's set up for an amazing story for an expansion and then they've gone the simplistic route yeah I'm hoping they don't go the simplistic route, but they've gone the simplistic route this time. And I'm right there with you. Like, I I want them to dive into the light. I want them to dive into what the fuck the Traveler is. You know, what is the Black Fleet? Why is the light different from the dark? Is there a difference? I mean, as... And, and like... Yeah. I feel like they're they're building that story over the next however many years, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a slow burn. Yeah. I mean, I, that's good, though, because it'll make the story last, I think. Because you can't do all of that so quickly as to just give us the entire story now, because then we'll be left with nothing. Better to give us like a little bit of story at a time than to like eck out the than to give us all the story at once and then have us have nothing. And I agree, to a, a certain extent. Right. It, finding that that line of like, what is just enough mm-hmm. is difficult. Because like, what might be a lot to somebody is nothing to somebody else. So, like, there might be huge revelations that come in Witch Queen about what the light is, but to anybody who's been paying attention, it's like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Right. And it's not anything exciting. So, like, finding that line is going to be difficult. I mean, it's one thing for us because we do lore for a podcast, so we have to pay attention to it. Right. But at the same time, it's like, I really don't want them to do, like, the lowest common denominator. So, it's just, like, me being in denial. <laughs> it's such a nice river. And, and like I said, I'm hoping that they go this route. Yeah. I'm just looking at how it's happened in the past, and it they've gone the simple route. Yeah. So... Remain hopeful, but keep expectations in check. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to read the last one? Or eight? Eight? Are we on the last one? I can't count. There are nine of them. I'm a scientist, by the way. Read the next one. There are nine entries. I are re- I'm on eight. I can't count. It's really simple. PhD, by it the way. It says Nessus 8. Can't count. Go ahead and read. Access restricted. Decryption key. 35PK1L4TRAG88-32. Agents redacted. Regarding Nessus crash site. 
0600. Orbital bombardment completed. 0610. Insertion completed. Evidence of heavy fighting surrounding the crash site. No response on open channels. 0622. 0622. Holdout site located. Entrance barricaded from outside, as described. No evidence of a breach attempt. 0647. Barricade breached. Entrance deemed stable. Fallen forces occupy the ruins. Comms still silent. 0732. Forward assault team has secured the area. Small arms fire ongoing. We've located three human bodies, each with multiple gunshot wounds. Their heads have been removed. 0755. Evidence that at least one more human body was scattered by explosives. No sign of the team's weapons, ghosts, or heads. 0826. Fallen reinforcements are mobilizing. Rear guard is exchanging heavy weapons fire. 0836. Extraction initiated. Site remains under fallen control. Bringing back what remains we can. Traveler, help us all. Well, they did get their orbital bombardment like they wanted. Just not soon enough. No. No sign of the weapons, ghosts, or heads. Yeah, that's rough. The fact that their heads were gone. Their heads have been removed. It means they, they can't stay ahead of the fallen. Well, let's go over this slowly. Get and it. No. Get it. Ahead. I get it. <laughs> get it. Think about this for a second. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. So their ghosts are gone. And their heads are gone. Yes. But more importantly, their ghosts are gone. Correct. And if it really is Nocris doing this and he has their ghosts, then maybe he is doing experiments on their ghosts for Witch Queen. Which would make it more recent. Yeah. So this is this could be current. It could be. Holy crap. It also would prove the whole like theory that the headless ones might be Guardians. Guardians. Mm-hmm. Because wasn't that in a previous book of this book? Uh, it was mentioned up above. Right. It was mentioned in Nessus 3. Others say they were guardians who turned to darkness. Right. I swear it was mentioned in the moon one, too. Some say they were once hive, twisted by foul experiments. Others say they were guardians who turned to darkness. It, what if it's a mix of the two? What if it's Hive experimenting on Guardians? I think it was Hive experimenting on Guardians. Or like you were saying, like, what if Nocris experimented on the ghosts and these are the first of the Hive light bearers? I don't like that. And they just look like that could explain why they keep coming back to life. Right. 
And I mean, they're prototypes. They do have summoning circles. Yeah. Oh, the more I think about this, I don't like it. I hate everything <laughs> about this. <laughs> no. Why did no? Oh, why? Hmm. No, the more we no, the more I think about it, the more I hate it. <laughs> this is the worst. Also, I haven't thought about Nocris in like ages. I know we talked about him last week because we're like, why the fuck is Nocris being talked about? Like, this makes way more sense. Because like it, it seemed like it was just random, a random reference, mm-hmm. and we were like, oh hey, he hadn't been mentioned since season of arrivals, mm-hmm. but it would make sense, right? If if he's doing some of the groundwork for which queen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like this. I mean, like, how else are you gonna have, you know, how else are you gonna have Hive coming back to life a bunch if you don't have Nocris involved? I don't like this. Mm, well, we'll just have to keep an eye on <laughs> lore that involves, you know, Nocris and coming back to life and all that shit. Because, right. you know, that's fun. Ew. I actually liked his strike. His strike was fun. I did, too. I always had safe rock. <laughs> the, only, the only reason I didn't like it was literally be, being last guardian standing during that last fight and there's a new wave of ads that spawned that was the only time i didn't like it and i would like to say that that was such a specific scenario that it only happens once or twice but it wasn't oh no it happened all the time oh no oh no yeah oh goodness yeah. So, um, <laughs> should we read the last one? Absolutely. Okay. Nessus Nine. Clint, it's good to see you. Eva exclaimed. I've been enjoying your additions to our little collection. She patted the book of the forgotten. Though it makes me sad to think all those poor lost souls, driven mad by this or that, even if they are just tall tales. Actually, Clint chirped, the Guardian and I are close to proving once and for all that the Headless Ones are real. My goodness, Eva shook her head in disbelief. Then again, I shouldn't be surprised. The system keeps getting stranger and stranger. Just then, a Guardian wearing a ferocious chicken mask offered Eva some candy. She politely declined. Yeah, but they can't hold a candle to the city. There's no one stranger than us, Clint said. They giggled like school children, and for a moment, all their worries were forgotten. Aww. Eh. I mean, aww. He bonded with Grandma Thune. Uh, I mean, aww. <laughs> uh. Who isn't really Grandma Thune because Grandma Thune's in the basement. Who's she in the basement with? Savathun is in the basement. She's a big rock in the basement. <laughs> like. She's not in a basement. She's in the Dreaming City. Yeah, which is in the basement of the helm. Dreaming City's not in the basement of the helm. It's in the Dreaming City. The portal, the portal to it is in the basement of the helm. The portal is in the helm. She is in the Dreaming City. Semantics. 
semantics. Anyway, mm. so this was really just Glint and Ava chatting and bonding. Blech. There, there, there wasn't much to it. No, nope. I felt nothing. I have a heart of stone. I know. Yeah. So, Orchid. What? Did I like the book? The the overall book. Did you enjoy it? Uh, are we talking about this specific book? Because this specific book, no, I did not like it. I, I'm thinking all three parts. Oh, I was going to do and just this, this part. this And then, oh. Okay. Okay, I was going to go this one and then all three parts. That works. Yeah. For this one, no, I did not like it. I'm kind of with you there. Because um, I thought it was lacking in, you know, anything. I'm, it had literally I, zero I'm, things. I'm with you there. Yeah. I mean, it, it had some, some fail-safe comedy. Yeah. But that's the only thing that really had it going. Right. And, and, and like, some of the Nakra stuff was, was the cool. The Nakra stuff was cool, but it had, like, too little too late, I feel like. Like, the big reveal in the end, like, yeah, cool. Have more of that, maybe. Well, and and I think part of the issue is that the book itself doesn't lend itself to the specific stories. It, like, they keep bouncing around between these three different stories. You know, Glint talking to Failsafe, Glint talking to whoever else, right. and then the reports. I think... So, like... yeah. I think like I I would feel better about the book if I actually manually went through and just read all the report ones, all of the glint stuff, and then, you know, like actually separating it in that manner. Oh, I didn't have a problem reading all of that and keeping it separate. That wasn't an issue for me at all. The issue was that I found that it was like playing MMO Skyrim or like Elder Scrolls Online versus playing Skyrim or Oblivion. Do you see what I mean? No. It's like I could play Skyrim, which is good, or I could play Elder Scrolls Online, which is kind of trash. It's like I could have the full rich experience of playing modded Skyrim, which is amazing and has tons and tons of everything that I could ever want to do and stay busy for thousands of hours. Or I could have the experience of playing a watered-down bullshit Skyrim slash Oblivion slash Morrowind slash whatever, and none of them are going to be as good as playing the original games because they're not. They're bullshit online MMO garbage. So this felt like MMO garbage versus playing the real thing. Okay, I was trying to figure out where you were going with that. Yes. <laughs> That's where I was going with it. You got there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I knew where uh, I was going right away. It's not my fault that you couldn't follow me. Yeah. It's it's just like if I want the I want a full rich experience in this this book, all three of them offer none of that. It's like right. it's like a lore book light is what this is. And, and this is tiny PP lore. This is bullshit lore. It, that's that's what I was getting at mm -hmm. is that there are three different stories and it's not not so much about like keeping the story straight. It's that 
they keep bouncing between the three and not doing any of them justice. That's how it seemed to me. Yeah, it's not even not doing them justice. It's that you don't need to have it be one lore book. You could literally make three lore books this season of this. They could be three lore books and just make them a little bit longer. If you want to have three lore books, you don't need to have glints like, I like how cute he is. You could cut a lot of that out. It's a lot of it is unneeded. As much as I love Glint, I actually agree with that. Like there are two entries is of him running around talking about nonsense is too, too many. Like one is enough. One of him being cute is enough. This last entry of him with Eva being like giggling like school children don't need it. Cut it out. Well, and and essentially like it, and I'm I'm looking specifically at this last book because I don't remember the compositions of the first two, but two thirds of this portion of the book are all glint just talking to people about nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like if they would have cut that down a little, and beefed up the actual reports i would have enjoyed that so much more they had in the first two books they had longer entries i feel like the end of this uh if taking this as one long lore book now instead of three shorter ones like we have over the last three weeks this book the person whoever wrote it got lazy in the end and was like, fuck, I have to finish this. I'm just going to write whatever because no one's reading it at this point. Like, they're just as tired reading it as I am writing it. So I'm just going to throw whatever <laughs> bullshit I can in the end because who the fuck cares? So we're on Nessus at this point. Cute stuff. I'm going to vomit that on the page. Oh, here's a revelation about nocris that's pretty important oh shit i forgot to put that in well here's two paragraphs on that all right yeah okay oh and then here's a cute paragraph at the end done like yeah that's what it feels like and i know i'm being super uncharitable because i know the narrative team works really hard but this the we've had two lore books this season that's it and the season is six months long what the what the fuck? And even then, one of those books is supplemental weekly shit. What the actual fuck? Do you remember when we used to get lore books all the time? Remember when they weren't tied to the weekly story? <sighs> and you had to actually remember what the weekly story was in order to enjoy the book? Yeah. <laughs> I just... <sighs> Bringing it back to this book. Like I said, there are parts that I actually enjoyed. I really enjoyed all the report sections of this, uh, of the Europa one, of the Nessus one, of Luna. I loved the Europa book. They had a brilliant way of tying in the reports from Europa to the actual story that they wanted to do with Glint. Right. Like, they had a beautiful way of tying that together. Mm-hmm. They didn't do any of that for the Moon or Nessus. Right. So it... Instead of feeling like one larger story, it just feels like it's completely separate. And I I think that's the biggest issue that I got with it is that it feels like it's two different stories and they're just mashing it together because, oh, it's the same location. 
it just feels like they rushed it and not like they put a bunch of thought into it. Like it, they did put thought into it. Like I can tell that they did, but it also feels like they didn't. The first half was amazing. Yeah. The first half was really good. The last half had good parts, but it feels like they were just running out of steam. Mm-hmm. It does feel tired. And, and they were like, oh, hey, we need to do X number of entries. Yeah, exactly. I enjoyed the reports. I enjoyed how they tied it in with Glint. Glint at first was amazing. It was so funny how he's trying to coin the term. And, you know, he's pushing that on everyone. I do love that. And then this this last third just feels kind of like they're just they were just running out of steam. So I'm 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 middle of the road on this book. I think for me, I like the lore that they've introduced because a lot of it is is very earth shattering lore that they've talked about and have hidden away in this book, but you have to do too much legwork to pull it out of the book. So for people who aren't big giant lore nerds who are like, oh, that's like, that's the tower. That's, you know, maybe it's related to like long, slow whisper for the net for the Europa book or, oh, that's revelations. That's that's the K1 artifact that we talked about from the moon book revelations that we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, I, I said revelations. Did you not hear me? And I said revelations. Did you not hear me? Fucking deaf person. I did. Yeah. Huh? For this That's book. That's why I'm laughing. Cause God. it sounded like you, you forgot what the book was. And I'm like, revelations. I said revelations. <laughs> I said revelations. Oh my God. And then uh, from this week, it, we have like literally nothing. We have, oh, uh, we have Nocris. <laughs> Okay. He was on Mars. We sunset Nocris. But that's the thing. If this is actually happening in this past year, Nocris wasn't sunset. No, they unsunset him. He was part of Season of Arrivals. Yeah. So we know he can escape Mars. But the the fact is, like, it was a cool way to use a character. I just feel that it was so sparing mm-hmm. and it was hidden. If we hadn't touched on Nocris last week, I probably would have glossed right over that portion of it. Uh, I think so too, probably. It was a, it's a cool idea and we are connecting it in ways that it probably wasn't meant to be connected. That like Nocris is doing experiments on Guardians in preparation for the Witch Queen expansion. That probably is supposed to make a connection with that. They did that deliberately. Well, and... and, Right. They wouldn't have put that in otherwise. Right. Because it feels like a waste. Like, it really does feel like a waste of space. If Like, why mention it if it doesn't have meaning? You know? Like, there's no reason to. And that's what I'm... And that's what I'm trying to get at is that it's with how they've done it. It feels like the Nocris part. It feels deliberate, but we're having to jump through some hoops to f- figure it out. Or at least it feels that way. Right. 
my first reading, I probably would have glanced over the Hive Necromancer. I don't know. I I just this isn't my favorite book. I liked parts of it, but if I had to actually like rate the entire thing, I'd say I wouldn't read it again. This is not a book I would reach for unless I had to. Which yeah. kind of sucks, actually, considering it's one of two books. <laughs> and doesn't require a weekly story. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> I'm griping on that one. It's, uh... So, uh, before we dive even further into that depressive well, mm. Orchid, shout outs? Um, I got new neighbors this week. No one's lived there since like January of 2020, 2019. Oh, damn. Like it's been empty for like two years, three years, two years. It's been empty, empty. Like no one has lived there. It's been weird have like and now suddenly like i'm okay okay picture this picture this i'm in my house and it's like five in the morning and like my sleepy ass like half dressed stumbling like in my house looking out my window there's a fucking human like in the house next door to me suddenly their light is on and there's a there's a human next door hasn't been human there in years suddenly human and i'm like freaked <laughs> out I'm like the fuck is this human and i'm <laughs> like very confused by this and we're just like looking at each other and i have no pants on <laughs> just like like shirt and underwear looking out my window just like half awake like what <laughs> and he's just looking at me and i'm just like who are you <laughs> So that's the introduction I had to my new neighbor. <laughs> it's like looking out wow. my window, like pantsless at my neighbor at five in the morning. Wow. It's like the, giving him some thrills at five in the morning. It's the one when I keep the window, the blinds to where my car is <laughs> up so I can see my car from my kitchen because I want to make sure yeah. people don't steal my shit. Because people have broken into my car before. Oh, I, I, I understand. So I have like a, I have a USB camera that like sits in my window, like staring at my car, so I can make sure people don't steal my shit. Oh, I, I completely understand. Yep. But now, um, can't walk through my, my kitchen pantsless now. So. Because you're giving your neighbor cheap thrills. Giving him cheap thrills. No more cheap thrills for my neighbor. Gotta pay for that on my OnlyFans. I, I don't have an OnlyFans. Maybe I should get an OnlyFans. Elvis? Uh, I don't have an OnlyFans. <laughs> I was asking about shoutouts, not your OnlyFans. <laughs> um, uh, I actually don't. No, you know what? A shout out to Hyven and Mrs. Hyven. Um, I just, I needed to get out of my apartment. I needed to socialize a little bit. And I I know that typically whenever I need it, I can just message them and say, hey, are you doing anything this weekend? Mind if I crash on your couch? 
So shout out to them because they help me more than I can uh, more than I can say. <clears throat> Yay. So, uh, this is the part of the episode that we like to give special thanks. The audio for this episode was produced by Rindle Zevis. You can find him at Rindle Zevis on Twitter. The artwork for this episode is courtesy of Volshock B. That's at Volshock B on Twitter. The music in this episode is copyright Bungie. We were able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. And if you'd like to dive into Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. Thank you, Baxter. Yeah, thank you, Baxter. Um, we actually didn't use your stuff this week. You know, it, our show notes are thanks to Orchid. Thank you, me. Wow, conceited. I, well, I was going to say thank you, Baxter, anyway, for all <laughs> the stuff that we looked up like during the show. So thank you, Baxter. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Also, I'm wearing a super, super awesome shirt from Ishtar Collective. You can buy their shirts and merch from their website they have cool merch you should look it's neat okay i'm done yeah i was supposed to have one of those shirts sent to me and i i just i still have it i know it's coming to you eventually Uh, (laughs) we're both gonna be in our 60s by then i'll get there first uh so reminders you can find us on twitter at guardians underscore lore at hey it's orchid or at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. And if you do, let us know about it. We like reading them. Uh, and you know what? Why don't you just join our Discord? The invite is down in the episode description. But if you don't want to go look, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. That's where you can verbally abuse us to our faces. Our virtual faces. Virtual faces. Or you can just join our call and then you can do it to our faces. Yeah. Orchid, say goodbye. Goodbye. Take care. Bye-bye. So many currents. Uh, for the first... It, right. Like, Why? Didn't they say that the game had too many currencies and then they introduced like... Three... Uh, Eleven? Yeah. Do you know what? Maybe they had too many currencies because they wanted to, to introduce more currencies. So they had to get rid of the other currencies because they're like, oh, we have so many ideas for new currencies. So we have to get rid of our old and busted currencies for these new currencies because currencies are better. Do you know what they need to do? Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Hear me out. Hear me out. Because they have seasonal currencies, so why don't they just have a trash can area for seasonal currencies that's separate from your normal yearly currencies so it doesn't take up space? Like a separate area. See, I was just thinking of those situations where, like, the kid is telling the mother, hey, I need this new currency. And the mother's like, we have currencies at home. I know. Okay, but what if you had, like, 
it divided up so your normal pocket had like a smaller pocket that didn't take up the space of your normal pocket that was just like seasonal. So you know you have like your unwrapped bullshit you buy in Eververse pocket. Yeah. So why don't you just have like a seasonal currency pocket that like I... so it doesn't take up the space of all of your other bullshit. And then you could have like event currencies right. in there and everything. But so all of that, your cookie still... shit goes in there, or all of your like, but like other shit goes in there, that, so it doesn't take up still the other doesn't space. Doesn't nullify the effect that they're introducing a dozen currencies. Yeah, but we can't stop them because they're addicted to currency. It's their fucking meth. It's like they snort currency. It's getting them jazzed, jazzed for destiny. Like they see currency and they're like, I gotta have some of that shit. <laughs> Give me the currency. It's, it's my new NFT. Gotta have it. They're, they're, they're like, they're like, yo, dog, we got some currencies here, and we're like, that's fine. The fucking currency I'm go to the, the moon. Now. Yeah, no, it's their new Doge coin, but it's currency. It's just slap in that vein. Dogecoin was currency. I know. It was shitty it currency. Was shitty but it was currency. currency. I know, but this is in game currency, so it's better. <laughs> it's just in game Dogecoin. <laughs> it would be better <laughs> if it was actually just Dogecoin. <laughs> it's just in game Dogecoin. And Dogecoin. And Dogecoin. Just call it, I don't know, call it Smallin Coin. <laughs> oh, then people will fucking love it. As anyway. Going, oh, wait, hold on. Nessus, uh, I can read. That's, what happened to the title? <laughs> I forgot. Distracted. The cat walked by. <laughs> I thought I read it, but I didn't. Worst <laughs> bedtime story ever. You don't need the title. Shut up. You'll like what I give you. Worst babysitter ever. Mama didn't read me a title when I was a kid. She just threw the book at me and went back to the mines. There was something about a hungry caterpillar. I don't know. <laughs> she just she just showed My me God. pictures of hairy caterpillars <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of them was a wiener I was gonna say it <laughs> good luck concentrating on this entry now He's the one who wrote the, the caterpillar story, I think. Okay. <sighs> You're going to have to cut all of that out. We can't talk about hairy caterpillars. Oh, I plan on cutting it oh, out. Thank God. At the very least, it's bloopers. Oh, God. <sighs> you just like talking about wieners, don't you?
I mean, well, I'm kind of fond of mine. I mean, caterpillars. <laughs> Damn it. I'm I'm quite attached to it. <laughs> oh, it's just... fuck. I mean, the only problem is I beat it all the time. <laughs> beat it senseless. <laughs> Good luck concentrating on the sentry. Oh my god. Just. I. Hmm. <sighs> okay. 